Welcome back, everybody. For phase four. Yeah, this is uh, volume four of the MCU, uh, our journey this month. Uh, we're, we're talking about phase four. So it'll be everything up until now. Um, we've kind of like gone through a lot of this already. And I had a different idea for tonight. So I, I hit up our chat and mention that see if everyone could get their rankings so far kind of an idea so that way we don't cover the same stuff twice but we kind of get an idea of what everyone feels about like you know the stuff so far um so there i, I have 11 things so far what do you guys got is that right um so we got six shows and we've got black widow shang chi eternal spider-man and doctor strange at the time of the recording so yeah that would be 11 okay cool yeah that's what i got i think that's what i'm going with right now i got i got my i guess 11 ranked for the moment i don't know if you guys got uh got something similar did not get that memo but i can pull up my letterboxed here didn't you read the memo <laughs> sorry i had to quote that <laughs> was that the dark knight oh no that's batman begins i'm sorry batman begins i tend to enjoy the latest one that came out more than the last one the uh batman Marvel movies in general. The next one's Uh-oh. always better than the last one. Oh, look at that. That's an interesting take. Um, yeah, so I, I have Loki, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man No Way Home, Moon Knight, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Hawkeye, Eternals, Black Widow, and What If. That's like, that's my, I'm running it down there real quick. I didn't say where I have them ranked, but that's what I got written down. And yeah, so far, a lot of that stuff is on disney plus for the most part except for spider-man i think everything is on there and and of course dr strange because it's still the theater um so i will say spoilers before we get into details has, has everyone seen dr strange already yeah okay cool um yeah so before we kick it off how's everyone's week man how's your week josh anything crazy it would help if i can unmute myself um nothing crazy just started watching uh obi-wan today uh, oh, which yeah. the first two episodes dropped. I, I re- I'm really enjoying them, but I won't get too deep into it because, uh, you know, spoilers and some people haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet. So, yeah, nice. pretty, pretty chill week for the most part, which I'm not going to complain about. Nice. That's what's up. How about you, Scott? I've been watching the Celtics series and this game is pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know, man. Uh, I kind of like. As far as sports goes, I kind of gave them up for a little bit to get to stop my hair from going gray faster. So uh, I used to get really invested um, deeply into sports teams and I kind of like pulled back a bit because, yeah, I'll get I would get really angry to the point where I let it ruin my day. (laughs) 
you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it definitely you. does. Yeah, man, I feel you, man. I know, I know what it feels like. So I couldn't, I could relate in that in that aspect. Um, but the week, yeah, nothing crazy this week for me. Nothing. The kids didn't do nothing bad. Yeah. So I survived this week with them. And yeah, I saw the first episode so far of Obi Wan, and yeah, I I dug it, man. Yeah, me has, too. I really like that. Yeah, the, it has. I don't know. It has like a good feel to it so far, like a like the aesthetic and the characters you get to see. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to mention something, and I don't know if I'll. It, it's not. It, can I mention it out of context? I guess I can try. I mean, I saw, if you figure when the episode's gonna, this episode's gonna air. Yeah. As long as we've both seen, as long as all three of us have seen the the episode, I don't think spoilers matter too much. Yeah, I've only seen the first one also. So it was in the first episode. There's a scene where they show uh, young Leia like looking out the balcony. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, in Alderaan. Yeah, and someone on on the internet put like a CGI face of like Carrie Fisher on her. It was bad. I'll just say, like, it was like totally out of context because people were complaining about the CGI face, um, you know, in Rogue One. Oh, I think. gotcha. Yeah, and they and they put it on the kid's face. Was it an old face? <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, it was like her older face too. So I was like, why did they do that? Uh, it, it was just something that I thought was hilarious, and I was like, man, people just can't let it go. Like, that's a Star Wars fan for you, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, other than that, let's uh jump into this MCU phase four. So, does anyone want to kick it off and share their number 11? Because I don't know, I feel like we're all going to have the same number 11, but uh, I-, I could be wrong. So, be interesting to hear. What-, what do you got, Josh? Uh, mine would be what if? Okay, what about you, Scott? Eternals. Ooh, Eternals. Wow, okay, nice. That's a good discussion. I'm with you, uh, Josh. I got number 11. I got, I got what if um what about you scott where do you got what if at like what if better than most of the shows that were made the live action shows wow because it was animated yeah and the fact that it included all the stuff from the movies something to build on which mm-hmm. i thought they were going to incorporate more did into dr strange but i liked what they chose to keep from it okay what do you think josh uh with what if i would have liked it more if it was vignettes if it didn't build towards uh guardians of the multiverse kind of thing or like if maybe that was a season two or three thing like they were they took more time to build to it i think Mm -hmm. i might have liked it more because the whole thing with what if is it's just a a story of like oh what if miles morales became spider-man or not spider-man captain america what if uh steve rogers never got the super soldier serum just weird stories that uh, and that just, again, you wouldn't necessarily think of, or you wouldn't, you would want to see how it impacted the actual overall universe. Cause like the first episode, what if Captain Carter, you get it, you, you kind of see where the line falls through, but then there's this out there one of what if T'Challa became star Lord. And that mm-hmm. one is probably the best of the, of the bunch. And it's the most out there one. So like mm-hmm. if there was more of that kind of thing, because and there was a dumped episode either through budgetary reasons or whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, Tony Stark ended up on Sakaar with Gamora, where they're going to do the Planet Hulk storyline. But that got scrapped because of time or something. So like mm-hmm. that one, I'm, I'm really interested to see if they actually do that one for season two. I thought the zombies one was the best hour that Disney has produced since 
they started putting out the TV shows. Yeah. The I, I would episode say, was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's probably the one I liked a lot too, out of all the all the you know that and I mean I get some of them and I feel like that shows some of the limitation of it is it seems like it's structured to only be within the MCU in a way from like, you know, like the stuff that they've put out. So I guess it's canon. Some of it's supposed to be canon um, in the MCU. So I think that's kind of a limitation to it. Like if they did it more like the comic book, I think it would be doper. And like, you know, like the whole Marvel zombies is kind of like an idea of getting away from um, the MCU in a way. I thought, I thought they, they did announce that they are doing their own Marvel zombies animated series as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They did. All right. Uh, so that's that's what if real quick. Um, unless, Scott, you got something else to add? Some other moment in there that you liked? No, that was my favorite part. All right. Cool. Um, all right. Number 10. Uh, let me see. I'll kick, I'll kick it off with my number 10. I had Black Widow at number 10. I don't know. What, what about you, uh, Josh? What's your number? 10? I had the Eternals. Oh. And Scott, you had Eternals last. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about Eternals then, since you guys kind of it's kind of closer two to one on me on the on the end there. Um, what didn't you like about Eternals, or what did you like? What what put it at near the bottom? Anybody can chime in. It was totally vague to me. Like I told Raul, I think I've said this three or four times on the podcast. I never even heard of Eternals until they announced that movie was coming out, and it just seemed like the comic looks like a cheap man knockoff mm, that's like right a that's new right. gods type of thing i know it's a kirby story and people like mm. it but i don't care for it yeah. for me i think the movie is fine um i did the rewatch for for doing all all these uh phases for the the podcast but like it just it never really feels like it goes anywhere and then the 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 final moments is a ripoff of the last transformers movie where Oh, there's a thing that is inside the earth and we have to stop it from exploding out of the earth. And now there's a giant mm. thing protruding from the earth at the end of the movie. That's a good point, because back in the 80s, that Unicron Kronos type ship would have been a, an eternal. Yeah, or a celestial, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I feel you guys. Um I kind of like I like a lot of the I think what makes this movie shine is the cinematography. It's just a beautiful movie, like the way it's shot and the scenes and stuff. But the story, yeah, it's it's kind of like I get it. And that's I think in general, phase four. I don't know if we're nitpicking. It's just like it's not as connected to the rest of the universe yet. And I know they're trying to build out the next phase and the next big event and stuff like that. But I think that's part of the problem, like with a lot of the stuff in phase four It's just not it doesn't feel as connected. And I know I know it might be just because there was a pandemic. I think I was mentioning that to Scott before earlier in the week, you know, so it just feels different because of that. Yeah. And one thing with Eternals, too, is um, I think smaller cast or at least maybe doing one more rework of the characters, because like some of those characters, especially Druig, in my opinion, the guy mm-hmm. who is also apparently the Joker now, that character <laughs> sucks uh <laughs> which one is that drew uh, he, like, he's the guy control, that right? can uh do mind control yeah and he oh, also yeah. sometimes has an irish accent or a scottish accent like i i don't know where this dude is supposed to be from because like every now and then he'll, he'll have like an american accent and then a, a little something will squeak out that I'm like where are you from dude <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I don't care where he's from. I just want to know so I know what the heck this accent is. Yeah. Uh, I, it, yeah. I mean, maybe Eternals could have been more fun with a different director. That's another thing to consider. Um, but it's also just the way the story was told, you know. I thought Black Knight was going to be active in the movie, and that was kind of fucking disappointing, too. Um, speaking of him, did you guys know that uh, Blade is the guy that speaks to him when he's about to touch the uh, ebony blade? Yeah, I heard, no, I heard but that. that's awesome. Just, yeah, like after I think after the fact, of, I was trying to figure it out, and then people were mentioning it. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Mahershala Ali talking to him at the end. So uh, that's pretty cool. I think his name is Marshala. Oh, is it Marshala? I'm terrible. I've I'm heard sorry. Mahershala more often than not, but I mean that's that's from like Academy Awards stuff, which I mean I I still don't know if uh, four is the proper pronunciation for him or Jaiman Hinsu. <laughs> like, there's a few of them that I'm or like, Lequita. okay, that's what they said at the Academy Awards. <laughs> hey, you, dude, that guy you're talking about the dude that plays uh, Mordo, right, in Doctor yes. Strange. I have no idea how to say that guy's name. And, you know, I'm not trying to be like disrespectful, but I just, I know I would butcher that name if I was. It's trying a name. To say I, it. I've just been going with Edgy of Four since that's what I heard at the Academy Awards when he was nominated for uh, 12 years as a slave. All right. Cool. What's, uh, what's your number 10? Um, well, actually, no, that was your number 10. That was Scott's number 11. Um, I actually have that at nine. That's my number nine. So it's not not that far off. I yeah, guess, it sounds guys. about right. Yeah. Um. All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, next, I got Moon Knight. Number nine. I'd agree yeah. with you on that too. Moon Knight didn't wow. did do didn't do anything for me. Um, I would have liked it if they had played it more either as a psychological thriller where you don't know if what Mark and Stephen are experiencing is uh, like a, a hallucination. Like he he thinks he's a superhero, so like the suit that comes around him is just in his head but marvel just went and straight and uh went oh no it's he's a superhero he's invulnerable to everything he he literally has a spear sticking through his chest he's fine yeah i hear you uh i love moon knight uh, so so i have it a little bit higher layla as uh to where it's avatar that was that was chef's kiss i love that outfit and i loved i loved her yeah she was dope what about you scott what didn't you like about the same thing or I think it's just where it falls on the rating scale for me. I didn't dislike it. Oh, all right. I was expecting more of like the current and more recent comic books where he's more of like a street level vigilante type. Yeah, I think a lot like of people Punisher were too. And shit like that. And it's just, yeah. I didn't mind it though. I like how they handled Steven. Steven, I like Steven better than Moon Knight. Yeah. Than Mark. <clears throat> yeah. yeah and I, I will no, say that. No, like of better the- than to a Moon Knight when he. When Mark oh, becomes okay. Moon Knight. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, to, to Scott's point, I will say that uh, most of these Phase 4 movies are probably not even bottom of the barrel because we're at 28 movies now. And I think if I had to put these all in a rating, including the TV shows, I don't think any of them would be in the bottom, like, 22. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when you consider it against some of the other stuff, um, I like I got Moon Knight at my number five. Cause I loved it. Cause I, I read that comic a lot and I understand like some of the gripes with it. Cause there is, if you have no, or like really don't care for the character much, you would be kind of confused at what's going on. And I caught my wife who like doesn't watch like comic book stuff at all. She was like digging that show. She really liked it a lot. 
but there were moments where she was like man what's happening i don't know what's going on and it's like you really have to be vested in that character to understand kind of what's happening for that stuff and like also there's like a rush that happens i feel like with the shows in and disney plus in general like that's the last episode i feel like they're always trying to rush to get you know the end to the end of the story yeah they, so they skipped the last fight which is crazy anticlimactic yes yeah 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 then uh yeah. sorry i misspoke with with the tv shows we have uh 34 entries in the mcu so again either way like all anything phase four is probably still somewhere top 25 in the mcu yeah cool yeah i'd put the tv shows ahead of anything before age of ultron including age of ultron wow yeah don't you disrespect nice. the first avenger <laughs> <laughs> captain america yeah no that movie's still good man all right it's a good one like if it's on the tv and shit i'll leave it on <laughs> why is it not always on your tv like it is mine i hear you <laughs> well you guys both got the shield right i think you got the shield too scott yeah i got the like the white one though i don't have the movie one. Oh, okay all right that was your number nine or eight nine that was your number nine okay um already we already talked about eternals and you guys had Moon Knight as number nine. Uh, that was my number five. I got number my number eight is Hawkeye on my list. I don't know about what do you guys got? Uh, Hawkeye is number seven for me. Okay. Hawkeye is one of my favorite of the TV shows. Oh. Yeah, Hawkeye is like number three on my TV shows, I think, or number four. Like again, like they, they ask me, but I, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Yeah, I think it's like number five. Or just yeah, the trick arrows were long overdue. And I liked how they worked Yelena into it and the bantering. Like, I can't say what I want to say. Caesar said, don't do it. But the banter between the girls on that show is cute. <laughs> what yeah, did he say? Y- Yelena I, I want to hear show. it. My mom's in the room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she definitely did when she showed up. Uh, she had a lot of scene stealing moments uh, for that show. And I mean, I, I know out of the 11 things in phase four, I might have this at number eight, but like you guys have said, like it's it's definitely top 25 for me too um, as a show. I just love the Christmas feel of that show, man. And like the way they're incorporating a little bit of the Daredevil universe in there uh, with Kingpin and Echo and kind of interesting to see where that goes. But it, you do get the feeling from a lot of these shows that they're kind of like working towards replacing some of the main Avenger characters, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're definitely building towards like a, a young Avengers or something. And then uh, one of the things I will say in the final episode when uh, Kate and Yelena fighting and we have that like panning shot of like looking into the building, but it feels very comic booky. And there's that shot where they're just like sparring up to the point where they get in the elevator. And I love that shot. It, it's so cool. Nice. Um, did you have any uh, moments in there that you remember, Scott, that you like a lot? I hope they shot Kingpin in his fat fucking face. <laughs> I think you're going to be so disappointed when Echo shows up in the very first scene is going to be her pointing that gun in the air and pulling the trigger. No. I don't know. You think so? I think he's fucking bulletproof at this point, like in the comic books. Hey, I mean, he did get hit by a car and bashed through some windows and hit with arrows and all sorts of things. But I don't think she I don't think she shot him. I think she's basically saying I could kill you, but I'm not going to. And let me go and do my own thing. Doesn't she work for him when she first shows up in the comics? 
Yeah, she's working for him in the show too. So I, I think yeah, this is like her way of getting out is she's like, I'm sparing you, now let me go. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like in the comic books, she's aware of who she works for. Uh, I'm not overly familiar with her comic origins. Um, but I, I just that's my gut feeling as to how her show is gonna open up is she's gonna not fire on Kingpin, she's gonna like pull the trigger, but she's gonna miss her in one way or another. And then it's either gonna be she's gonna be on the run from the Kingpin the entire show or it's going to be her figuring out her place in the world. I think he's going to beat the shit out of her in that alley. Like really pound the shit out of her. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not very familiar with Echo's character in the comics either. I know I could definitely see the kingpin. It just depends. Like I'm not, it's, it's just a thing with MCU phase four so far that like, they're just, I'm not sure where they're going with a lot of it. And then it almost makes me feel like, are they they really trying to segment like the universe in a way like where they're going to go cosmic and then they're going to go street level and they're going to go like world, you know, uh, world uh, danger event kind of thing. Um, I think they're breaking it up like Falcon did in Winter Soldier when he said aliens, androids and wizards and whatnot, you know, ah, that's right. He did Super say soldiers. That. It's one of the big three, right? That's what they called it. That's what they said something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I mean, it's a fun show, though, man. I don't. I I think Hawkeye is. It's not at the bottom of like the Disney Plus shows for me, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I loved it. I I love the inspirations that they took from the Matt Fraction comic. Uh, the only thing I would say is um, the the subplot with Kate's mom and Jack kind of felt like it went nowhere. It there that could have been cut, and I think you could have done something just as impactful with her mom working for the kingpin yeah that's true that uh what is he he's the swordsman or something like that yeah he's a yeah yeah that that was kind of just like a he'd fit into the thunderbolts then too oh that's true which i mean i do think that's something that they're building towards with phase four is they're doing a a thunderbolts or dark avengers kind of storyline where like u.s agent yelena um maybe jack uh Blonsky and uh, the Abomination, all those guys are going to be coming back and uh, leading an Avengers team that's going to be fronted either by the U.S. government, which has still kind of got some Hydra ties to it with Madam Hydra being there, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, mm-hmm. or there, or it's just going to be straight Hydra without anyone knowing. Yeah, that's true. Could be that. Yeah, basically, that's what I've been thinking, like a Thunderbolts program in place of Dark Avengers, because that just sounds dumb. Yeah, and with... Uh, William Hurt recently passing away. I think they'll use the Thunderbolt title as like an homage to him since the, the Accords were like his thing. So now they have their UN uh, endorsed Avengers team that they're going to call name after the guy who basically uh, fronted the Accords for everyone or for the world. Yeah. Sounds like we're sitting in the writing room. (laughs) Somebody's in the writing room. All right. So that's my number eight. What did you have at number eight, Josh? It sounds like Josh Scar's been reading my fucking DMs. I read your blogs. <laughs> my DM. Nice. Uh, I had Black Widow at my number eight. I think the the ensemble is a lot of fun, especially Yelena. Again, she steals the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they basically just redid the Winter Soldier storyline, which really hurts the movie, in my opinion. And it also happened like three or four years too late. Um, that's my number 10. Where did you have Black Widow at, Scott? Number one. No, seriously? No, but it's up there. It's up towards the top. I didn't make a list, but I would say it's like three, 
Okay. Yeah, it's my number ten because I I can't get over how they murdered my boy, uh, you know Tony Masters and made him like I don't know what the hell he's supposed to be, man. <laughs> I think well, we talked about this the before. They made him the Winter Soldier essentially because like I know yeah. they, they did the mimicking thing, but uh, they also did the stupid autism is a superpower kind of thing like i don't know exactly what happened with drakov's daughter that she gets this ability to um mimic and it's fight. an implant is it yeah. an implant i, I don't yeah, remember I, i've only watched it the two times um so it doesn't stick with me i just i just feel yeah, like it, that it's generic striker guy soldier. the generic striker guy wanted to make an army of implants because they can't do yeah. mutants yet that's right that okay. was uh Played by Ray Wiseman, I think. Played uh, that character. Uh, West Weststone, Win Winstone, Ray Winstone. Win, win, that Ray, there you go. Sorry, I totally butchered the last name. Um, yeah, man, I just, I like, I was telling Scott when we talked about it briefly a couple episodes back. I think uh, last season um, we were talking about like summer movies and stuff, and we both had watched Black Widow, and it was just like I felt like there was a lot of hype around the, like Taskmaster, you know, and they just kind of like totally. The story just didn't really include like the stuff that was getting hyped for it, and it, so, it was too late, in a way. Like like Josh said, what I want to yeah, know was Tony Masters actually in the movie, and like they weaponized his power into an implant. Um, I mean, he's a mercenary; he could have been. Yeah, that would be cool. Like if they kind of you know uh, rehash that in a way, uh, like behind the scenes, like what they did with. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, was it Far From Home, where they showed like Jake Gyllenhaal behind the scenes of what um, when Tony Stark was talking about the augmented glasses and stuff. Yeah, if they did something like that. Then I think that could work. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And uh, yeah, they just took the name kind of like uh, do a reverse Mandarin, where instead of uh, just taking a random name, they took the guy's name. And maybe that's why he's a villain. And too is because uh, as a mercenary he's also just like pissed off that these guys butchered his gimmick yeah but yeah um, I, I think the biggest deterrent for this movie is the fact that it, it should have come out before infinity war it would have fit a lot better i think it would have fit way better probably done better too and it would have made her death even more tragic yeah more significant big time all right so number i'm at number seven uh Number seven, you had Hawkeye, Josh. What, what, what do you think would be a number seven for you, Scott? Looking at what else is left. We talked, what there's if? Doctor Strange, uh, there's Loki, mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Shang Soldier, Shang-Chi. Spider-Man No Way Home. I would probably Wanda say Spider-Man No Way Home or WandaVision. Wow. Yeah, I don't even really like WandaVision as much as I did. Wow. Uh, yeah, I got WandaVision at number seven. What do you got? Uh, you had... Hawkeye at your number seven? Uh, well, I did I did some quick thinking, and uh, I actually will flip WandaVision down to number seven and put Hawkeye at number five. Oh, okay. All right. So what is it about WandaVision, man? Like, what is this show? Is it just like a jumbled mess? I listened, and I got to be fair, Um, I listened to the Talking Smacks episode, and you guys kind of talked about this stuff a little bit on your episode recently. It was episode number 46, I think, right? Or... Um, we did the Moon Knight episode. Yeah, that was this most recent one uh, at the time of recording. Um, yeah, it, WandaVision just, I, I, I like it well enough. Again, these are all really well done. Uh, with WandaVision, though, it just, uh, oh, we have to make TV shows. Let's just have Wanda be obsessed with TV shows. And that, that'll allow us a gimmick to 
uh, have each episode be homaging an era of television, which I mean, admittedly is pretty cool, but it's not interesting after about 20 minutes, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like that's the show for me that if you really like interested in it, start watching it like at episode three or four, because then then you'll get to the meat of the story, because a lot of it is just kind of I don't know, it's kind of jumbled to me. And, and, and it, it did. Yeah, the first the first two episodes get... are just establishing the premise of like Wanda's mm-hmm. uh, created a reality that's homaging TV and we're going through to the different eras. Yeah, I get I get what they were trying to do. It just wasn't I don't know. I wasn't too hyped for it. Yeah, the, think, the story Scott? actually kicks in on like episode three or four. Yeah, those were really short episodes, too. They were like TV show 20, 30 minute episodes, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first two were um, around there. And then I think they started expanding it out once they actually brought in like the MCU stuff into it as well. It wasn't just Wanda's reality. Yeah. Yeah. And then Pietro, I thought that was pretty neat overall. And it's not as long as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I like how it's set up Doctor Strange. I don't hate it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I was gonna. Uh, I was just gonna say this show also started the really weird trend of everyone outside of the Avengers knowing every detail of things that happened. Like apparently, the Avengers have these really detailed debriefings that just become public knowledge or something. I don't really know, but like they're talking yeah. about how Captain Marvel kicked Thanos's ass and. Uh, they knew who was at the Avengers compound during the conflict that uh, brought everyone back from the blip. And it was just really jarring to hear Agent Jimmy Woo knowing all these details about Captain Marvel. And it was just really it's strange. Fucking Tom Holland ruined it for everyone. He spoke to the press. <laughs> it's all Spider-Man's fault. Oh, Spider-Man. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah, I mean, I won't say too much more about WandaVision, but I'll say that this is a show where you do get the feeling that it, it kind of this hit at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm trying to remember. It was their first one division. It was hit? their first series. Uh, I think it did start like right at March, 2020, um, which, I mean, if you go back and look at the timeline, this is actually supposed to be like the third or fourth <laughs> series. Um, yeah. Cause it was supposed to go black widow Falcon and the winter soldier. Um, Shang Chi, I think. And then um, Loki eternals and like wandavision was supposed to happen like february or march of 2021 leading into doctor strange like within a week or two of of the the wandavision finale yeah it's the one where i feel like maybe this is a point in time where marvel was like well we got to figure something out and maybe we can fix it with the end credit scenes um later you know because they already had this stuff done and it just you get the feeling of it too when you watch it um that's my vibe from from that one especially because they 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 were i remember there was a lot of talk of dr strange being in the show before it came out and then just like all that got cut out you know well that was that was a lot of fan speculation i don't think that was ever confirmed that cumberbatch was actually on there uh the last thing i remember ever reading about it is that it had been discussed but then they they figured that putting dr strange in wanda's show would kind of take away from wanda's Mm-hmm. impact as the protagonist of the show but but then you see that scene i'm almost positive that scene that they shot at the end that you see at the beginning of you know doctor strange and the multiverse of madness that i feel like that was from wandavision and they just they just put it into that movie could be. it fit too well you know um but yeah you're right they uh 
that's WandaVision in a nutshell. Um, what do you what do you got at number six? Uh, I got I got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's my number six. It moved up, man. I had it I had it lower. Uh, trust me. But after the rewatch, I, it it made a it made some jumps for me. I don't know. What do you got at number six? Uh, number six for me is Loki. Loki there. Wow. Okay. So you guys both got Loki there. I Loki's my number one, man. Uh, I, I can I can see that. I I think that one's pro- maybe. Uh, objectively i think that probably is the best production of the the disney plus series i just have a soft spot for falcon and the winter soldier uh, i have a soft spot for captain america so it's a little higher in my list all right well since you guys both I, have I am openly there. admitting to bias plus that's probably <laughs> my it's probably my favorite episode that we've produced in uh talking smack because uh mm-hmm. having rainy on as a guest uh, guest for that episode and just the discussion that we had i i I can't not have that higher on my list. Yeah. No, that's cool. I feel like um, I like Loki a lot and I have it higher on my list because it's just, it's the only like in a way that show that feels like it's sci-fi um, out of all the shows and even some of the movies, like you, you get some aspects of sci-fi, but this one gen- genuinely feels like a sci-fi show. Even like the theremin that you hear like throughout some of the, you know, theme music, um, like sci-fi a, channel <laughs> no like science fiction like you know the whole tva uh the gadgets they're using um they're like existing out of time essentially where they are and then the whole kind of like everyone's first in this you know um phase unless you're counting what happened with mysterio far away you know far from home like their first venture into the multiverse where you get the idea that there's different versions of people and you see it you know and then you also get like the introduction of who's probably going to be one of the big, you know, bads in you know MCU moving forward towards the end of the show. So I feel like it has like the most impact as well. Yeah, it's definitely the biggest uh, setup for probably what will end up being Secret Wars. Uh, my my big question that I came out with uh, from this show was we have the sacred timeline and we can't variate from a certain parameter in the sacred timeline. So I'm, if we're taking no way home as like an example, you have the Sony Marvel universes as well as like the Marvel universes and probably the X-Men universes. And so like, where do those deviations come from? If, cause if you say something is the sacred timeline to me, that would mean it's like the one and only, but mm. obviously there are different realities that they're monitoring because they do that all the time. They even destroyed, uh, was it Kenosha, Wisconsin? Or something that's like not too far from us yeah yeah that's true um it, it's just something like i felt again it's a it's a phase four thing it, I, and I, that's what i think is kind of an issue popping up is that you don't really know where the phase is going so like it was meant to be if it was meant to be later in the phase originally then it makes more sense with some of the other stuff that's come out since like i i, I knew a lot of people i was talking to that when no way home came out and you saw and they just from seeing the trailer uh the moments when he says uh the multiverse is kind of fracturing and you see the fractures in the sky some people were like oh look that looks like the same as what was happening in loki when the branches were going away from the sacred timeline so it's like you know people were saying that kind of stuff and none of that actually happened but you know it's kind of there's there's some weird synchronicity things that marvel does because if you go back and watch ant-man and the wasp uh, when Scott's in the um, what is it the, the quantum realm, realm what uh, in the post credit scene when 
Hank, Hope, and Janet all get dusted, um, like when the snap happens, there's all sorts of weird quantum stuff going on around him. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people thought that like, oh, maybe maybe the, everyone just ended up in the quantum realm because all these things are happening around Scott. But so like it, it, it could be a, a complete misdirect every time with Marvel. It is interesting that these they have these weird visual cues that tend to not go anywhere depending on what they want to do with the overall story. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Um, Did Evie die in Loki? No, she's sitting in uh, Kang's chair in his office now. Uh, I don't know exactly what she's doing, but I don't think she's dead. Evie. Is that... Sylvie. Um, do you mean Sylvie? Sylvie? Yeah, the, the alternate Loki. The female. Yeah, Sylvie. No, no, I yeah, knew what you meant. Alive. Sorry, I was thinking, was that the name of... No, but that was Ravona Renslayer. I was like, was that her name? For it's not Laquita. Ravana's <laughs> uh, <laughs> going to end up working with Kang in season two. I mean, you, if you have any understanding of the comics, spoiler alert, Ravana is his wife from the future. Yeah, she is. And I wonder if if there, she's going to discover that she's his wife or if she actually already knew the whole time. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and I'm excited, man, to see Kang. Well, you know, I know he's going to be the villain for sure in Quantumania. And a lot of people, I remember while Loki was going on, a lot of people were saying that, you know, the TVA was in the quantum realm. That's why people couldn't get to it, like the actual building or whatever itself. So I don't know if that's true. That's just a rumor. I heard that out there on the internets. But uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Number five. Number five for me is Hawkeye. All right. We talked about Hawkeye. What about you, Scott? What's yours? Mine's Moon Knight. And uh, we talked about Moon Knight already. So we have... uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier left, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, and Shang-Chi. I think those are the... Spider-Man. Spider-Man, they're number five? All right. Josh? Uh, number five I just said was Hawkeye, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so number, number four for me would be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wow, we all differ on this one. So my... I, I guess I'm closer to you, Scott. I got, I got Spider-Man number four. No Way Home. Is it... What do you guys think about it, man? I know you guys have seen it. Like, uh, I think it's now? The, I think it's the best of the MCU Spider-Man movies. I think it's like really close with Homecoming, uh, but it, it does all. It, there, it has no reason to be as good as it is, in my opinion. Like, it, it flows really well, especially considering the reworks that they had to do. Because, uh, among other things, this was supposed to come out after Multiverse of Madness, and America Chavez was supposed to be. Um, the person who brought the other Spider-Man into the universe. Like, I don't know what the Mm. plot line would be that brought everything else into the universe. Maybe it was still supposed to be the Dr. Strange one more day spell. Uh, But uh, they had to do some reworks and I think they did really well with everything they did. And uh, I I hate complimenting Sony for that. So I feel dirty (laughs) saying that. Uh, What about you, Scott? Yeah, man, it was a. There's something about it now that I like. I don't know. I I still like it, and I think it's a really good film. Like you said, it has no business being as good as it is. Um, but the rewatch value is the thing that the the thing about it that I don't know how well how good it's gonna be, just because the characters you've seen before are there again, and you kind of already know you know that story. Yeah, like, I just happening. 
I will say that probably a good 20% of this movie is just the villains recapping the stories from the other movies. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when Osborne shows up in the the basement of the Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, Doc Ock is like, you're supposed to be dead. And then Flint Marco walks out of nowhere and he's like, you're both supposed to be dead. You both died fighting Spider-Man. And it, it really is kind of clunky when you think about it. But it does happen pretty quickly too, so you just kind of move on because again, the, the rest of the movie interesting. Um, I was kind of pissed I mean, that they didn't have any form of venom in that movie. You obviously didn't stick around for the post-credits scene. He wasn't in the movie, dude. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched I don't the movie the that, first time. I don't know that anyone <laughs> wants that version of Venom in the MCU anyway. I was gonna say like it would have been a Topher Grace Venom. Oh no, I meant like they could have put Eddie Brock in there. Why not? Like yeah, uh, to- Tom Hardy? Yeah. I mean, Tom Hardy's version would have been better. And it seemed like they were, I don't know, man. It, it's just like I said, again, some stuff in phase four, like you don't know what the original plan was. So seeing it, sometimes it doesn't quite fit to me. And um, I've also heard people say that it's just filler. Like a lot of people are saying phase four is filler so far uh, for the main story. Um, I think I don't know if it's filler. I think it's leaving breadcrumbs. I think that's that's what it is. Especially as we get into talking about Doctor Strange with incursions and building towards secret wars. I yeah. think that's really where where it's going. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, definitely, the, the word incursion is big uh, when you think about the Marvel universe moving forward. Um, but I mean, it was cool to see all the original Spider Man. So I can't front. I, I think. Everybody, when they saw them, or a lot of people, when they saw them in the theater, probably clapped or, you know, there was cheering because, you know, I hadn't seen those guys play those characters in a long time. And the, and the vindication, uh, vindication, sorry, that uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man gets is kind of cool to see, too. Yeah, I, I love that moment where Toby's giving him that talk and he's just like, you're amazing. You you are amazing. Just sit there and take it in. You are amazing. And it's like, I get it. He's the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> and then I, and like, I genuinely love that. I know I'm using like a funny voice, but like I, I genuinely enjoyed that moment. And then uh, I love the part where they're like designating Peters and he just Peter three. Just I don't know that just the way he does that is, is just <laughs> great. His hand up. Yeah. And then I guess he improvised the uh, I love you guys line uh, before they go into the big fight scene after they do their pep talk. And uh, the, the like, thank you moment was they're like, oh, that was great. We got to figure out a, a good response for that. Uh, I'm happy they left that in. Yeah. Is like the Sinister people... Six shit going to take place in Andrew Garfield's universe? <laughs> no, that killed his universe. <laughs> it did, right? The Vulture and green goblin again and they show the rhino at the end and then uh there was electro uh yeah, yeah I, they, sony is so set on that sinister six movie but it kills they them are, every man. time i don't know like uh, i don't even want to talk about that movie uh, i'm not gonna say it i'm gonna say it out loud but uh yeah no i'm i'm just are sony you, are you referring to it's morbid time <laughs> why'd you have to say it I didn't say it. I alluded to it. it. I didn't say it. Yeah, man. It's not bad. It's not look, look, I'm I'm be real, man. If you like comic books, you might like this movie. But you're not, it's not gonna have any bearing or like overarching success, I think, in any universe. 
if I put it uh, if it has mildly. any success, it's because of the online campaign of ragging on it so hard. Sony's gonna be like, look at all these people talking about it. They love it, and they're not gonna uh, understand that it's all cynical. Yeah, that's true, man. <sighs> I'm Venom. That's the best best line in the movie. Uh, but he's not Venom. So and I like Tom Hardy as Venom, man. I honestly though, like me and Scott have talked about that before. Uh, if we're talking kind of like Spidey universe in a, a little bit here, but um, it's campy, like campy comic movies that you don't really see anymore. And that, that's what I think about Venom. And those are kind of fun. I still haven't seen Let There Be Carnage. Um, that's on my bad movies to live tweet list. Um, but there, my buddy, Matt, who does the, the podcast with me occasionally, uh, he brought up the point that the one thing the Venom movies do kind of understand, or at least Let There Be Carnage understands is that Eddie and the symbiote are boyfriends and they just go with it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, man. To see. So like, it's different for sure. All right. I think it's funny how Venom wants to be in Eddie's ex-girlfriend all the time. (laughs) Okay. So I know this is a tangent and I'm sorry, but I, I watched the first Venom once and I remember very distinctly, I did a live tweet for it that I, I have a th- the thread saved because I was like, this is pretty good stuff. Um, there's the moment where Eddie first came out and he he calls up what a, Michelle Williams character, what is her name, like Vanessa or something? I don't remember. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's uh, So he calls up the, um, Michelle Williams' character and he's like talking to her and the symbiote is talking to him in, in his head and he's like, I know what you know. And they're like, then how the hell do you not know who this is? You've been in my head for like 12 hours. I've had two conversations with her. How do you not know who she is? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. The comedy in Carnage is just as good and better than the first one. I think you'll actually like it, Josh. I, I saw the, the one scene where um, they have their fight and the, the symbiote like headbutts Eddie in the face. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me see that. So I can headbutt you again. And like that part gets me. I like I, I get that. I love that kind of comedy. It is. Venom, Venom's awesome like that. And it's not a serious movie at all. And that's uh, Anne, her character's name is Anne. Uh, Anne. It was, it was okay. killing me. Sorry. Um, there, there's kind of an Anne in Vanessa. Uh, Van and <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Deadpool with the Vanessa. Yeah. All right. Number four. Are we at number four? I already revealed mine with the Falcon and the Winter okay. Soldier. Yeah. Uh, I have that as my number six. I think Sky, you got that higher, or did you have it lower? Yeah, I would probably say three because uh, Shang Chi and I like Shang Chi first, and then Doctor Strange. Then Falcon, and then I don't know what's left on the list. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah, we haven't really talked about Falcon. Um, I got it. I moved it up on my list. It's my number six, but um, I have to say, after rewatching it, man, I appreciate it more. Like I, I get more feels in the story, and uh, it's it's really cool to see. I think it's really cool to just see that journey of Sam and Bucky. I will say I still got to talk shit about the boat scenes. Those are the slowest moments so far in the MCU. But, you know, what are you going to do? I think it's fucked up that Falcon's poor. But in the long term, (laughs) I like that uh, Sam is like a great replacement for Iron Man, Cap, and even Chala. Because Chala was starting that, uh, you know, like community action, Wakanda community action program Mm -hmm. in Compton. But Sam really like took charge of what was actually happening in the world at the time 
and I thought that was pretty fucking deep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the only complaint I have uh, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that they don't really go far enough with some of their allegories. Like, there's obvious police brutality stuff going on and uh, systemic racism stuff going on, but they they always pull back right when they're about to really like hit a point where like the moment where Sam and Bucky are arguing outside of Isaiah Bradley's house, the, the cops show up and they immediately start like pegging Sam as the antagonist of the conversation. And then the yeah. guy goes like, Oh wait, hold on. I think they're Avengers. And then they like, whatever, everything's cool, which I mean, that would probably happen, but I think they could have pushed that moment a little further because you could feel that uh, animosity with the, the cops, like immediately targeting Sam as uh, a thing that uh, would happen in the real world. Yeah, my favorite scene. Fuck yeah. In, um, <laughs> my favorite scene in that moment is when Sam and uh, I think Bucky are they walking up that street to see Isaiah for the first time, and the kids are like, "Hey, what's up, Black Falcon?" And he's like, "Oh, he's like, hey, what's up, Black Kid?" He's like, "That's funny, right?" Yes. And he looks at the other kid next to him. He's like, "So." He's like, are you just a kid or are you a black kid? He's like, I'm a kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so why can't I just be the Falcon? Which is a, it's a, like, I know it's not this big thing, but to me, it's the easiest way to like describe us as human beings where we are, what we are. It doesn't matter what color we are. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? That's, that's one of the, the hardest things that I've always, I shouldn't say I've always, in the last like 10 years, I've really been trying to break myself up because like growing up in the nineties, my parents would go to the grocery store and like, Oh, this black woman was doing this. Oh, this uh, Hispanic woman was doing that. And I'm like, why, as I got older, I'm like, why couldn't they just be this lady, this man? Why can't, why Mm -hmm. do you have to add something to it? There's their skin color has nothing to do with who they are and what they're doing, which I mean, that's not entire. There's like ethnic uh, heritage and stuff. So like, that's, that's a pretty uh, generalized statement. But I mean, again, like, you have Karens all over the place. Like they can be any color. You have Chad's who can be any, any, uh, any uh, skin color. Like it doesn't matter. But uh, with, with that line, I I love it because again, like I don't call you black kid. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's funny and it it is poignant as well. It makes a point. Yeah. And it's almost in a way foreshadowing that show how important it is that he become a captain America. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, and, and I love that Sam and Bucky have that conversation too, where Sam says, like, I, Steve and I never even considered what it would mean for a black man to carry that that shield and carry those colors. We just thought you were the best man for the job. And I mean, to one, they're right. And uh to the other, like, yeah, it's it is really weird to break yourself out of that bubble and try and think of other people's perspectives. Yeah, for sure. And then I will also say uh, as a last point, um, I don't like that they gave John Walker a redemption arc and let him fight alongside Sam and Bucky. I think with him being that allegory for police brutality, I think that should have him irredeemable. This is probably the most violent MCU thing we've seen. Because like, again, we get John Walker killing a guy with the shield. And then in the very next episode, you've got Sam and Bucky fighting John. And they like break his arm to get the shield off of him. Yeah, he was uh I hated John, man. The second I saw him. Just did not did not like him. I'm sorry, Kurt Russell, your son was unlikable. Wyatt Russell, <laughs> you look like an old man with that helmet on. 
<laughs> he does. He's like, hmm. Like he lost his dentures. <laughs> I think I saw that's one of the memes I saw when that show was running. Was uh, it looked like Carl Fredrickson from uh, Up in in the helmet? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but no, I really came around on that show on on the rewatch, and it's. It's again, I don't know what it is, man, about that that world. Sometimes I feel like that stuff gets better as time goes by. Uh, it's just a Captain America thing. All right, cool. So I think we're in the nitty gritty, man. Top three. Um, only two movies left. I, I got I'll just say my last two I have left. I had we already talked about Loki. That was my number one. That was like your guys number six. Um, and then I had Shang-Chi at number two and Doctor Strange at number three. I, don't know I got the same. Questions. So my, you, my top three were uh, Doctor Strange number three, Shang two, and No Way Home number one. All right. Scott? I like Shang-Chi first out of all the new stuff. Nice. Um, all right. Well, that that yeah, that let's talk about Shang-Chi and we can get to Doctor Strange. It's kind of the newest thing, right? Um like I loved Shang-Chi the second I saw it, man. I just felt like that was a beautiful movie. Like every aspect of it was really pretty. Um, the way it was shot, the way the story was told, and like you're invited into this, you know, actual feeling of a martial arts film in a way. Uh, I know it's a comic book movie, but you get that vibe. Like it's, you know, a lot of action, legit action, and um, like almost old school kung fu style action that you, you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, that uh, bus fight scene. I know that was like the big thing in the trailers, but like that is probably the best action sequence marvel has done uh like it's it's top three for me like it's mm-hmm. um it's the civil war fight scene it's cap versus thanos with the with mjolnir and then it's this bus scene like you could give me any one of those three scenes and i'll be a happy <laughs> camper <laughs> what'd you think about it scott yeah that's the one i mean you could Somebody could explain who the fuck Razor Fist is to me real quick. <laughs> is that a real character from the comics? Or it they it just is a real character from up? the comics. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did that laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you, man. It's, it's Sometimes there are characters that they pull that are more obscure than others. But uh, like that scene, man, in the bus is the music that is going along with that whole fight scene and uh, his friend what's her name is it katie played by aquafina yeah katie it's just she's hilarious man like in this movie just she's like she's almost like who are you like because he's doing all this stuff <laughs> and it's just a dope like it's a tight fight scene you know um but i let my favorite fight scene in that movie is the one where wen Wu meets his mom for the first time I think that was yeah, that's, really that scene is beautiful. Like that—that's almost like dance choreography. Yeah, it's like some crouching tiger, hidden dragon stuff, man. Um, but it was really cool to see that you know just that aspect of—it's almost—is it mysticism in a way? Would you say, like, or is it like magic mysticism mixed together? Um, um, I would say it's maybe more mysticism because it doesn't seem to be like Doctor Strange or Wanda style magic. So uh, maybe maybe it is more mysticism, like you're saying. Yeah, just to see like the style of his mom against him using the ten rings, and then when you meet like uh, when we for the first time, and he's like conquering, you know, uh, another kingdom. 
using the ten rings. That that fight scene is just the effects of that scene is really crazy. Um, but it's a cool, it's a really cool story, really good gar- uh, character, and I'm like interested to see what they do with them moving forward. Yeah, um, and then obviously uh, to the point that you've been making too, like it's, uh, it's the ending seems a bit aimless because they tease mm-hmm. the rings like, oh, we don't even know what these are. These aren't in any codex. Uh, within the sanctum and they registered with captain marvel's databases so like what the hell are they yeah the only thing i could think of was like after the fact is oh maybe this, these were made by fastos one of the eternals and uh, he's been around forever so that could be you know that's the only thing i could think of like maybe it'll fit in there somehow but um yeah it's a great flick man i, I think it's top tier phase four right now um yeah, sure. I think in my overall Ooh, ranking, exactly. I have it either like number eleven or number ten. Like it's it's up there. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Which uh, these I think the dragon appearing in that one. Oh yeah, yeah, my makes bad. like the use of the dragon in the Eternals. Like, are they trying to make it seem like the Eternals are better than Shang Chi because they can punch a dragon in the face? Well, I mean, the Eternals are super-powered robot android people, whereas Shang-Chi is just a guy who's really well-trained in martial arts. Yeah, I saw the movies. I'm just saying, like, it kind of defeated the purpose of the dragon and Shang-Chi. To me, it made it, like, it was cheap. You know, that's that ain't shit. And then you get to the end of the Eternals, and it's not that big of a fucking ending. That's mm, what you mean. I feel like it's different, though. Those Those were um what are they called the deviants deviants yeah they're like aliens they weren't really like dragons like you know what they are like to me in a way they're like the um drones or like you know those drones that uh thanos would send like the the ones they sent into wakanda oh the outriders yeah there you go sorry um yeah they're like that they're like i don't think they ever actually name drop them i just know it because i am a nerd (laughs) they um that's what i feel like the deviants are like it, it, unless you get you know deeper into it and you you know follow like the chrono storyline and he's actually evolving into like a thinking you know a deviant so um yeah which that was actually a pretty decent villain yeah i didn't know he was played by um bill skarsgård man and i found that later found out that later you couldn't tell by his eyes <laughs> no. Which one of the four? <laughs> All four. Of us. I just saw someone was uh complaining that like oh you can't you can't have Christian Bale have a CGI face because no one will recognize him but Bill Skarsgård was crow and no one knew it. And I'm like who the hell is Bill Skarsgård? <laughs> like I know who he is nice. but like I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Like if you put Bill Skarsgård in a line with 13 other dudes i wouldn't know who bill skarsgård was like covering up his face doesn't matter <laughs> he looks like a live action simpsons i like the kid i think he's a good actor he is oh yeah he, is. he, he looks like uh well he played the new pennywise right he just has those crazy eyes he looks yeah, like he he'd, be really, he'd have the sizzlack bloodline in his fucking veins <laughs> <laughs> he's related to mo <laughs> um all right cool so um yeah no i gotta say real quick i dig that dragon i thought it was really cool to see a water dragon instead of a fire dragon for one so i, I like that um 
and uh yeah dr strange man in the multiverse of madness what did you think about it scott i wasn't like really looking forward to it i even watched the trailers thinking well this will probably be the whole fucking movie but when you get in there i was really impressed with the kid they chose for america Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. how they were going to do it because, like, I've only read one comic about America, and she's like interdimensional Superman, basically. And they didn't do that right away. So, and there's the obvious the Illuminati thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that shit to be as violent as it was. Oh, man. That yeah. was pretty fucking hyped. I like that a lot. And then the big yeah. spoiler at the end was Charlize being in the MCU. That's pretty hot. <laughs> nice. What about you, Josh? I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, obviously, with it being my number three, I do think that America's arc could have been a little bit better with the, mm-hmm. the whole thing just essentially culminating in, you need to believe in yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to do it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I totally get that. I get that. Because it's almost, um, you're just holding on this whole time and you got this, you know, you got these hands right here in front of you, just use them. That's what they're pretty much tell her at the end. Yeah, but like like Scott said, the, the Illuminati stuff was great. Um, the we're gonna be like a month and a half removed from spoilers, so like the black bolt thing still sticks in my head, like no pun intended. Uh like when <laughs> when she takes away both the screams and the back of his head blows out. Oh man, that was so cool. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, they unravel Mr. Fantastic with telekinesis or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by now, I mean, when this episode comes out, uh, it'll be a little bit before Thor comes out. So um, they should have seen it by then. If not, spoiler, sorry. But yeah, that there's some dope death scenes in it. I definitely dug the whole Sam Raimi vibe in the movie. He he has his, his little fingerprints over it. Um, and it just feels like off the jump, it feels like a comic book movie, man. The music and like you see them in that other uh, dimension kind of like running from that monster. Uh, the demon like and they're talking Spanish and I was like whoa this is pretty dope but what's going on here it's a Doctor Strange talking Spanish over here with America and then yeah, um, they they do that a couple times like Shang-Chi yeah. I actually when I watched that for the first time um, I actually had to make sure I was watching it on the correct settings because they opened Shang-Chi with them speaking Mandarin and yep. I was like oh cool yeah it's cool because like it makes sense with the story Make it actually makes sense you know like I didn't expect like right away Wanda to be the villain, you know. I know a lot of people might have that same reaction, but it's like, damn, right away her ass was like, Yeah, uh, damn it. Uh he found out that I was trying to fool him with the spell, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I was in the same boat. I thought this was it was gonna be something more like Wanda's tagging along on the adventure uh, on the adventure, mm-hmm. and then uh like she realizes she can go like snag her kids out of a universe. And Doctor Strange is like, no, you can't do that. Then they start fighting. But no, she's just straight up evil from the get-go. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you don't get that vibe from WandaVision, right? At the end, you don't get the vibe that she's going to be evil right away. I kind of did. Did you? With with the Darkhold. She took, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they mentioned a few times that the Darkhold corrupts you. So, like, the minute they show the Darkhold and they're like, oh, she's reading from the Darkhold. Shit's about to get real. Yeah, that's true. Just assumed she would become a villain because she's Scarlet Witch, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, she kind of gets the Hulk treatment where her power just scares too many people. Yeah, but overall, man, like, I definitely enjoyed that movie, that whole Illuminati scene. 
that was one of the comics I was picking up when it first came out. And, you know, I guess they're saving Namor for Wakanda forever, but I was hoping he's going to pop up there. But it was cool to see, you know, Professor X, see, you know, Reed Richards, um, to see Black Bolt actually use his power was kind of cool that they showed that scene, like when he killed the, the other Doctor Strange. And he says, I'm sorry. Was that Black yeah, Bolt? actor was that the same actor who played the indian on mystery men that i don't know i know no. it's, the same, <laughs> it's the same actor from the the really bad in human series yeah <laughs> what was his name on <laughs> i know what you're talking about scott mystery man i'm actually thinking about doing that movie soon man i love that movie um you better be giving antonio a call does he really like it i don't know but it's a cult classic so i'm sure he'd be all in on it yeah man <laughs> yeah that, that whole inhuman uh inhumans uh black bolt death is pretty funny to see and this is the confidence also uh, some of those other characters that you see from the illuminati like captain marvel was so confident that she could uh deal with the little witch uh that she got kind of squashed but like a bug and those death scenes man yeah the, the hubris of the illuminati was pretty great <laughs> yeah man um cool any other moments uh that stand out to you guys i just i think it was a good mix of uh evil dead meets harry potter at some points yeah it's a good way to put it man yeah i agree the horror vibe in there is real for sure and uh, i guess the the music fight at the end too was really fun uh between the two strangers yeah that was cool that was cool to see and yeah spoilers the uh the appearance of uh what's her name I forgot. They didn't even say your name, did they? No, they I know the characters. Was it Clea? Clea? Clea. Yeah. yeah, it was Clea. Clea showing up and uh, taking him on a ride. Looked like she's going to take him on a ride. Which, uh, for context, <clears throat> she's the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension, and she's also Dormammu's niece. And uh, I think in the comics that she married Doctor Strange, or at least they were in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was. I guess life. she's the sorcerer now because he died in the comic books. I haven't touched any of it, but that's what's happening. Yeah, she's she's Earth's sorcerer supreme now too because Strange is dead. Yeah, I think that's right. Crazy, awesome man. Um, all right. So overall, how you guys feel? Like vibing with Phase Four, or still it's kind of like it's like you guys said breadcrumbs. We're still trying to wait to see what we get. Oh, even with the breadcrumbs, I'm vibing with it. Like I said, like most of these are still like, if anything, they're average to above average MCU entries, which means they're still enjoyable. Yeah, that's true. Scott? Yeah, I really want to see where they take the earlier shows like Loki and Falcon Mm -hmm. from here. And like the Thunderbolts thing me and Josh have said and Young Avengers. I know you've mentioned that, Caesar. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to look forward to. I don't really care yeah. where they go with it. I just want to see X Men soon. Ah, oh, man, I know. I do too. I want to. I'm. I'm very curious and to see what they end up doing with it. Um, I, I'm vibing with Phase Four too, man. I think when you take into account that a lot of this stuff uh, had to get moved around and changed because of the pandemic, and that might be, I think, the main reason why some of it isn't um, hitting with some people because they don't, you know, take that into account. Maybe they expect everything to be exactly the same as it was before. But uh, there's new avenues, I think, being opened up. And it's pretty cool to see, like, where they're going to go with it. And there's a ton of stuff coming. Like, we got Miss Marvel by the time 
this episode releases will probably be a couple episodes into that show and then we got um you know thor love and thunder coming in july and we have uh, she hulk in august is it in august or september yeah august 17th yeah and uh looks like they're fixing the cgi in there because a lot of people were complaining about it so did you ever see china do the porno she hulk <laughs> no uh was it like uh bill bixby style like you know the tv show yeah pretty much it's just china painted green getting railed by dudes <laughs> oh man rest in peace china uh yeah but hey man this was awesome um any final thoughts guys phase four in the future i like marvel movies i'm a shill i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna say shout out shout out the uh podcast man anything um anything coming yeah, up? Uh, uh talking superheroes movies animation and comics um by the time this episode airs which is going to be pretty close to early july we should have our talking smackdowns volume two which is our versus episode where nice. we get a bunch of like fan suggestions and we we like uh talk internally as well like what what fights do we want to see and we uh we debate who would win in a fight to the point of like incapacitation because there are some heroes and uh villains that technically can't die like mr sinister um Mm -hmm. deadpool and all those other characters like you can you can incapacitate them for a time but they're never gonna die so like we we figure point of incapacitation is the the end goal there uh but that those are really fun debate episodes and then um we talked about Chippendale Rescue Rangers recently. We talked about, we'll be talking about nice. Obi-Wan for our 50th episode. That'll be coming up. That's a big milestone for us. And then, yeah, Thor Love and Thunder coming up. Nice, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, like I always tell people, make sure you check out Talking Smack um, with my man Josh here, Sir Scott. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll pop in your intro music. Oh, I didn't get my point. intro music. Yeah. <laughs> We're so, we got to find who so I am. <laughs> Scott defines who I am as a person and I will never turn my back on Scott <laughs> there we go <laughs> I had a play oh yeah alright brother well uh, that should be it for this one alright thanks for having me yes sir and uh, again shout out to uh, my man Josh from the Talking Smack podcast definitely check him out guys like he said there at the end. And uh, also a big shout out to my man, uh, Grace Scott, who came back on that episode. And uh, yeah, it was awesome to cover Marvel all month long. And, uh, you know, looking forward to Thor. And I'm sure by now a lot of people have checked out Miss Marvel and uh, probably dig it. And uh, yeah, on to the next series, uh, which we got coming out next month. Uh, we'll be featuring a lot of podcasts like So Wizard Podcast, your next favorite movie podcast. And uh, we're also going to have Antonio on from the Cult Worthy podcast. So, yeah, it's going to be full of guests next month and awesome people from awesome shows. So, again, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, that's it for this one, y'all. Time to play us out with a cool, groovy trick. Caught a delight out my window I was shooting my shot 
Watching fireworks in the sky In the summers we let the top down Soak up the light All I wanted was just to lie down The love of my life Nice and simple Like a midnight drive Watching fireworks in the sky I'm calling it now I'm calling it now I'm calling it now You'll find love with me somehow Yeah, somehow I'm calling it now We was moving kind of fast But the feeling was right We should cruise out in the bed And get married tonight Life is simple Long as you in my life Watching fireworks in the sky In the summers we spent the nights Making love in the park We was buzzing up cherry wine Looking up at the stars Fire in the sky 